Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Appalachian Intelligence. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with our producer, Lance. Uh, Ryan, that that was probably my favorite episode so far that that we've done. Yeah. It was really close to home is what it was. It was familiar. So, but yeah, Lance, as always, producer Lance, he did a great job. Um, Come at us with some craziness over here and some craziness over there and kind of tied it all together. We all had stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was something that, you know, we all knew about, but didn't really, had never really looked into, never looked into the history. And uh, for those of you listening right now that haven't checked out last week's episode on Granny Witches, Appalachian Folk Magic, make sure you check that one out because it's it's a really, really entertaining episode. Um, before we head into this week's topic and this week's episode, we're going to do something that we've been doing the last few weeks. Uh, we're going to read a five-star review. Um, you guys keep sending those in. Uh, this one is... The name, it's, I don't know about it. The name is I Hate AI. I hope, I hope we're not talking about the show here. Hope we're not talking <laughs> about the show because if so, it's a little counterproductive because the actual review is love this podcast. Great job, guys. A lot of different, interesting topics. Love it. So maybe they're just talking about regular AI, like actual artificial intelligence. Yeah, I think they're maybe. one of those. I think they're one of those people that sit at the lunch table and talk about how Elon Musk is one of the greatest people alive, but also he could destroy us with AI. Uh, you're talking about me. Yeah, you're literally yeah. talking about me. I didn't I leave this. I didn't did leave you, this. Review. Did you? In, did you in fact <laughs> write that review, Justin? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Uh well I hate AI. We appreciate the the five star review. Um we we appreciate it a whole lot, guys. Anybody that, that jumps on here and leaves a review, we thank you so much for that. I mean, that helps people find the show. Um if if you haven't shared the show yet, please do so. 
Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your coworkers, share it with whoever you want to share it with that you think would like this content. That's the only way that this show grows is by you guys sharing it word of mouth. Uh, before we jump in, you can follow Appalachian Intelligence on all of our social media platforms. Those will all be in the show notes. Uh, you can support the show. The support the show link is also in the show notes. Uh, so if you feel led to donate a little bit of, of a little bit of cash to this podcast to to keep us rolling and to keep content pouring out, uh, if you feel led to do that, please do so. Um, but yeah, just if you like what you're hearing, show the love and share the love. Let us know it. Send us an email. Leave us a review. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody. Shout it from a mountaintop. <laughs> hide your kids hide your wife <laughs> we talking to everybody <laughs> but no we uh ryan we've been pretty we've been in pretty deep deep conversation and topics uh the last few weeks man um i've tried every which way possible to tell as many jokes as i can per episode because we gotta you know we still want to be on the lighter fun side of yeah, which definitely. Is, which is what we have planned for tonight. Tonight is all, we're just going to call it silliness. This is going to be silly. Well, not all silliness. It, it, it's not all silliness. So there's some silliness in here, but uh, we can't say all. We can't say all. We're just uh, so some silliness, a dash of craziness. <laughs> <laughs> just a splash of diabetes from the whole bag of peanut butter M and M's later. Yes, you should be uh, ready to go then. Have a nice sugar rush going. Oh, yeah. all right, guys. Uh, today we're talking some lesser known, maybe completely unknown to most of the audience out there. Appalachian cryptids. You know, everybody knows Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Dogman. Uh, the Mothman. Everybody knows these these big names, and, and the way I like to look at it, that's like the that's the varsity team cryptids. That's the first string cryptids that are out there. Are all these you know Bigfoot, Dogman, Mothman? Everybody's heard of them. There's all kinds of documentaries on them. There's movies, you know, major productions made on them. Everybody knows those. What we want to talk about tonight. And we are going to do episodes on all these others. We're still going to talk about our man, Bigfoot. We're still, oh. we're going to do, we've got some accounts. We've actually got some Mothman accounts that <laughs> we're still scheduling for guests to come on here and talk about. Uh, we've got some Dogman episodes coming up that I'm really, really, really excited for. So, but we'll get to those when we get to them today to lighten it up a little bit, to just have some fun. We're going to talk about some junior varsity cryptids, some second string cryptids, <laughs> some that are lesser they, known. They may be the backups to the third string. <laughs> so we're talking fourth string cryptids. But, but I uh, did find my in real close tie with my homie Bigfoot. The one we're going to, you already know which one I'm talking about. We're going to talk about them, but they're my new favorite, man. That's just. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. The WW? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, guess what? We'll open up with that one. Let's open up with that one. I love it. All right. You got anything you want to share before we open, before we dive on in? Before we dive all the way in? I don't know. I'm not ready to talk about scout porn, but. Did I, <laughs> did I cover everything? <laughs> did I miss anything? No, I thought, let's see, uh, you read the five-star review. Oh, subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube, Appalachian yes. Intelligence. Subscribe and, to our uh, YouTube. For our YouTube watchers, uh, I muted myself earlier because uh, I just saw one of the biggest spiders <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It was trying, it came at me, then it decided no, so I had to go get it. <laughs> that was it, a, went under the, it went under the desk. That was an Appalachian cryptid. Yes, that, that was, was the uh, that was the the green briar jumping monkey spider. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You don't want to be bitten by anything on green briar. That's good. yeah. The last time you bit me, I had a rash for two months. <laughs> All right, so you the bite. <laughs> so, so you mentioned the WW, and what we're talking about is something called a whirling wimpus. Okay. The Whirling Wimpus. So, the Whirling Wimpus is a Sasquatch-type creature that was said to be responsible for the many disappearances of lumberjacks in the North American woods. The Whirling Wimpus is said to be a bloodthirsty, seven-foot-tall, gorilla-like animal that easily fools any animal or person possible. When it senses prey coming down a pathway, it hides, usually at the bend of the trail. Then, as the victim comes nearer, the whirling wimpus begins to spin around on one foot or hoof quickly, which renders it practically invisible. As it does this, the wind emits a low droning sound that seems to be coming from the trees above. As the prey looks up, trying to locate the sound, the wimpus attacks and kills the poor creature mercilessly, making it into molasses or maple syrup. And that's how this thing it, it looks. It, it it attacks its prey, it whirls and whirls and whirls and and turns beats you to death with percussion and with its swirling monster hands, beats you into syrup and then slurps you right up. So slurps that blood syrup right up. Uh, now it's maple syrup. It's well, maple I mean, syrup. I'm thinking people don't necessarily turn into maple syrup, so it's gotta be something. I'm thinking like uh a, a molasses or maple syrup, syrup adjacent. No, you know? that is the magic of the whirling <laughs> wimpus. It is maple syrup. This creature, good heavens, terrifying. It's, so that's terrifying. where that's where maple syrup comes from. This is nice. If I ever go on a camping, hunting, hiking trip, and I go up missing, just assume or put it on my headstone, taken by the whirling wimpus. Taken by the wimpus, the whirling wimpus. Okay, so just imagine for a second, man, because look. Yes, he was delicious. These things, <laughs> you know, these things don't come out of nowhere. Like, they're on here because somebody at some point has said, well, you know, these lumberjacks, like, that's what I was talking about, it, for the many disappearances of lumberjacks in the North American woods. So... <laughs> Like I'm thinking, you know, these early settler, the, these lumberjacks are going out into the woods and, you know, some of their guys are going missing 
you know, hey, hey, Johnny, the new guy, he hasn't showed up for work for the last week. Uh, I guess the wimpus took him. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's got to be something along those lines. <laughs> so here's my thing. All right. Now, I am a believer in a whole lot of cryptids. <laughs> I cannot bring myself to believe in a Tasmanian devil like eight man Bigfoot that's spinning around so fast that it's causing the trees above it to <laughs> rumble and shake for the prey of this thing to look up and think, oh gosh, something's coming from above to get me. And then all of a sudden, bam, you're maple syrup. You're that's it. You're done. You die mercilessly, mercilessly first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're and maple syrup. Turned into maple syrup. There are yeah. worse ways to go. <laughs> so that's what I, I, I'm. You know, there at some point these lumberjacks. So here's what here's my thoughts on it. Okay, because I always like to dive a little deeper into things. What were these lumberjacks? Uh, what were they responsible for? What were they? <laughs> okay, if people are looking for missing people, and this is the best story that they could come up with, that makes me think they murdered one, them. That makes me think one of two things. One of two things. They got extremely uh mind altered in whatever version, like. They must have been a bad batch of shine coming into the woods or something during that time that these guys done something, these other ones, and then when they start getting questioned about it, the the most non-intelligent one of the bunch came up with this story as fast as he could. <laughs> or it's so crazy that it might have to be true. <laughs> it might have to be. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> I mean, who make who makes up something like this? Yeah, I mean, it's a seven foot tall Sasquatch type creature spinning around so fast that it causes <laughs> a a wind vort like a cyclone, and then boom, you know beat you, you to death. You know maple syrup. I think, I think uh, these lumberjacks mistook a funnel ghost. Oh snap! What if? What if, dude? What if? Because we got an episode coming up too, or a few actually, that we're going to be looking at uh, the correlation between Sasquatch and UFOs and the paranormal, you know, poltergeist activity all going on at the same time, and if there are, or if there is, excuse me, a relationship there. You know, that correlation, because some people do report that. So what if these lumberjacks, dude, hear me out. What if these lumberjacks actually saw this is all funnel ghosts, but they were in relation with Bigfoot and somehow this funnel ghost and Bigfoot came together like in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when they all came together to make this big super ultra ranger and take on the bad guy, what if they came together with a UFO over top, shaking the trees like crazy, right? And then some kind of uh, um, percussion, sonar, ultrasound, extraterrestrial weapon 
is what hits these people and turns them into molasses, maple syrup. Hmm. Huh? I'm not sure. I mean. That's a lot of shit going on all at one time. It is. That's a lot of stuff. That's. um... It is a lot of stuff, man, but there are reports out there. You know what, though? Uh, I spoke. I was listening. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, they were talking about this guy who worked for the government. I don't know where or what he did, but um, he said that he witnessed extraterrestrials, and he told a told a guy. Now this is back in. Late seventies, early eighties, something like that. Yeah. And he told it he told somebody later on, you know, before he passed on. He said, I'm not kidding you. One of the extraterrestrials I seen looked like Chewbacca. Huh. So So that kind of all ties into Bigfoot being extraterrestrial or whatever. Dude, there's all kinds of reports out there with people seeing UFOs and Sasquatch like right around the same time or right around the same, you know, even the same event. You know, we'll like see a UFO and then within seconds or minutes, they have a a Sasquatch encounter. People were there's there's quite a few reports out there of that kind of thing. So. I kind of made. I was. I was kind of thinking on that. On that point, I let myself go down that rabbit hole into y'all's crazy side. Good. And I was like, okay, Bigfoot's an alien. If an if 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 anybody if any any person you've ever known or in history has ever gone into another land or invaded another territory, it's why. It's resources. Yeah. So. Suppose aliens. I mean, Bigfoot is an alien. Uh, it's hard to say that without laughing. But <laughs> suppose Bigfoot is an alien. <clears throat> One of the reasons they would come to this planet is in, in search of resources. Right. And what if their plants say, like their food sources, they had something similar to deer or rabbits or anything like that? But their resources have dwindled. So they're doing like a conservation program back on home planet. What, meanwhile, coming down here, camping out a few days, which would explain makeshift little things, them, second of all, being that intelligent and living in the freaking woods. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one I was going to wrap into? Uh, Oh, the infrequency of Bigfoot activity in one area. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you could tie that in there. There's so many theories. (laughs) There's so so many theories out there. And, I mean, I don't think that you can 
discount really anything because nobody knows really. I mean, you look at the look at the missing people side of it. You know, we've tied we've talked about Sasquatch and and some of these people are missing four one one. But look, dude, there is some crazy, um, let's say, kind of supernatural Bigfoot accounts. There just is. I mean, people say that, you know, they're there one second and they don't take their eyes off of them. And then the next second, boom, they're gone. Or um, I heard an episode on, on a podcast the other day that this guy and his buddy observed one, showed up. Just to, you know, like just a few seconds later, and in search of this thing and trying to find it after it kind of turned and walked off, they hit this what felt like a wall of static electricity of just this electrical charge in the air and couldn't find the Bigfoot. Uh, you, you, like I said, you have some of these accounts where you have, you know, people see a footprint or follow a set of footprints. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're just gone. They're gone with nothing else around. So when you look at these kinds of things and and the whole mind speak thing, you know, we were talking the other day and I know that we've talked before and you weren't a very big believer or fan of the whole mind speak, you know, telepathy kind of thing. But there are animals out there that operate kind of with that mind speak kind of ability, you know, they can communicate with each other in that kind of way. And Les Stroud, you know, survivor man, Les Stroud, he talks about it quite a bit because he had a, what he believes to be a mind speak kind of encounter. So, you know, the cloaking that you hear about, there's animals out there that can cloak themselves, that can camouflage themselves into different environments. You look at the chameleon, there's some aquamarine animals that that can do this. Um, you look at a lot of the things that we will say, well, that's got to be supernatural. And some of it, you know, would have to be this thing just disappearing. But what if it is just going full camo? Or yeah. what if this thing can jump, you know, 40, 50 feet that's why we don't see footprints what if all the things that we see and think to be supernatural are really just biological you know i think um what was the animal there was a certain animal that i was trying to think of and and i just went totally brain dead when i was talking about the whole telepathy uh (laughs) mind speak thing It may even be like dolphins or something, like a a form of dolphin that can. I I don't remember. I'm not. Don't quote me on that one. I'll have to do more research on that one. But anyway, getting into that whole thing, I know I've been rambling here for a minute. Getting into that whole thing, dude. There's so many theories that are out there with Bigfoot. Even the craziest sounding ones could be a possibility because nobody knows. Nobody knows. I mean, these things might these things might pull out a pocket watch and uh, push a button on it, and a portal opens in front of them. They just step right on through, and as they go through, they put their three piece suit back on and sit down their boardroom meeting, talking about, "Well, guys, this is what's going on on Earth today." Uh, it's, it's a field report. I mean, we we have no idea. We have no idea. I, I want to hope they talk like Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, oh we are man. but we are gonna find one we yeah. are going we're, we're going to find one for sure i think uh i think our uh homie our good friend mather maverick matthews the pepper for your steak podcast is on to something after that book he sent me today dude i binged that book and i'm i didn't listen to it a second time at the end of the day because i was just like man it's craziness but you know what i'm starting to think what if uh there's other possibilities there from that too well I'm good go huh? crazy because this is going to turn to a big <laughs> well yeah i mean you know yeah we, talk- we start talking about our homeboy that it's 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 hard to stay away from Bigfoot for too long. Yeah, he's in it's our hard. backyard. So. It's it's hard to stay away, or or the wood booger as it's called here. You know, yeah. we have technically a, if you just want to step right into that. <laughs> well, yeah, we actually could. We keep segueing here. We keep we keep segueing right it's into it accidentally, folks. So the wood booger, since we're on the topic of Sasquatch, you know the big guy. The wood booger is a type of Bigfoot or hairy humanoid originating from Southwest Virginia. Whoop, whoop. Home, That's baby. Us. The wood booger is a Bigfoot-like creature said to roam the forests of Southwest Virginia. The name wood booger was given to the creature because it was often rumored to carry off young children like the boogeyman. I always remember growing up, my mom all saying, Keep it up, keep it up, and the booger man's gonna get you. The booger's booger. gonna get you. Yeah. The, booger. the booger man, the booger whole, man's out there. the whole time I was growing up, dude. This cryptid was featured in the Animal Planet TV show Finding Bigfoot episode. Virginia is for Bigfoot lovers. There have been a particularly large amount of sightings outside the town of Saltville, Saltville Virginia. Since this visit, the city of Norton, Virginia, has many attractions named after the Woodbooger. This city has also been named as a sanctuary for the Woodbooger. Since 2014, an annual Woodbooger Festival is held where visitors can go on guided tours to search for the creature. A statue of the Woodbooger is located at the Flag Rock Overlook. The Woodbooger Bar and Grill is named after the creature, and many local businesses sell merchandise of the Woodbooger. In September, a geocaching event named the Woodbooger Geo Trail is held in the Flag Rock Recreation Area. So, that's our Sasquatch. That's our yeah. version of Bigfoot. And that's you know, the guy that lives around here. Yeah, and you saw it right there. You know, Finding Bigfoot came in, did an episode on the place. Uh, there was actually, I remember a video from that episode and from the from uh, seeing on YouTube. Uh, kind of like a, a creek crossing video of this thing crossing the creek around the Saltville area, and it was nuts, dude. It was wild. Y'all check that so, out. Uh, Hungry Mother's Park is in Saltville, right? That area. Uh, it's Marion, which is Marion, kind of yeah, right there. Yeah, it's it's close. It's not it's not far. Which it's you know all this all this stuff that we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. So, yeah, that's our version, you know, the, the wood booger. And you literally do have an entire town, well, city of Norton that, <laughs> city. you know, they do. They have wood booger. Ryan, that is a city. It's on yeah. the sign, bro. Yeah, it's got, the it city. has a has a university. 
<laughs> well, wise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Norton doesn't even have the calling. <laughs> it's not a city. They've got that's a big old Walmart and Harbor Freight. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I'm also not wise. Nar- I'm not going to nart Harbor Freight. I love Harbor Freight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Justin, well, yeah. real quick, before uh-huh. we continue. Yes. Can you see that your glasses? You need them to read that stuff. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Sorry. The glare get, killing you. Just now noticed it. And after I noticed it, I could not notice it. Oh, yeah. 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 My bad. Yeah. That glare is crazy. I, I'm going to have to get some of those, uh, the blue light, no glare, you know, all that good stuff glasses. But anyway, you know, the wood booger around here, it's kind of a big deal. There is a, a restaurant in the city of Norton. Uh, it's about 45 minutes away from us, and which ha- they have wonderful food, by the way, <laughs> like absolutely wonderful food. They do have the statue at Flag Rock. They do. They have a, a wood booger festival in a day, you know, all this different stuff. And whenever we go investigate, that's where we're going to. We're going to the Flag Rock High Knob area and going to camp out and try to call this thing in, try to find it, try to get something for you guys to see, you know, even, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get, but we're going to get something. We'll have something for you. We're going to find him. Yeah, we're going to find him. Um. Name him Tobias. <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> Let's jump into the next one. And I really, 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 I like this one. I like, like this, this one. one? I, I like this one a lot because you know I'm a history buff. I mean, you're a history buff too. We're both kind of history buffs. But this one has, it's got some cool history tied to it. Okay. And I don't oh, even yeah. know. I don't even know if what I'm getting ready to read has all the history in it, but if not, I'll fill it in and let you know about it. <laughs> so this next one that we're talking about is the Snallygaster. Okay. And the Snallygaster. See, I threw a loop. I threw you for a loop. You didn't even yeah. know. No, I thought you were going a different way. Yeah, you thought I was, but I wasn't. Tricked <laughs> you. The Snallygaster is a mythical. <laughs> It's a mythical dragon-like beast said to inhabit the hills surrounding Washington and Frederick counties, Maryland. <clears throat> that area was settled by German immigrants beginning in the 1730s. Early accounts describe the community being terrorized by a monster called a Schnellergeist, meaning quick spirit in German. The earliest incarnations mix the half-bird features of a siren with the nightmarish features of demons and ghouls. The Snallygaster was described as half half reptile, half bird, with a metallic beak lined with razor-sharp teeth, occasionally with octopus-like tentacles. So try to put all those details in your brain. That's a scary-looking thing, okay? (laughs) Half reptile, half bird, with a metallic beak, with razor-sharp teeth, and octopus-like tentacles. All right, that's a lot. It swoops silently from the sky to pick up and carry off its victims. The earliest stories claim that this monster sucked the blood of its victims. Seven-pointed stars, which reputedly kept the Snallygaster at bay, can still be seen painted on local barns. It has been suggested the legend was resurrected in the 19th century to frighten the freed slaves. 
newspaper accounts throughout February and March 1909 describe encounters between local residents and a beast with enormous wings, a long pointed bill, claws like like steel hooks, and an eye in the center of its forehead. It was described as making screeches like a locomotive whistle. A great deal of public, now get this, this, you're going to love this. A great deal of publicity surrounded this string of appearances with the Smithsonian Institution offering a reward for the hide. U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt reportedly considered postponing an African safari to personally hunt this beast. Okay, so. But he was a badass. Like, uh, well, yeah. If it existed, he would have got it. So Theodore Roosevelt, as sitting president, he was a sitting president at 51 years old when all these accounts started coming out about this this dragon-like creature, this snallygaster who was snatching people, okay? He decides, while he's a sitting president, he decides, you know what the best thing I could do as president of this country? I could go kill me a snallygaster. Yeah, I'm going to go with this snallygaster's ass. That's what For, I'm going to Forget this impending war in Europe and Germany. You know, I was planning to go to uh, Kaiser Wilhelm II to try to, to smooth things over and let him realize war is not the answer. But I'll tell you're you on what's your own, Winston. <laughs> That's the wrong war. I know. <laughs> but. I'll tell you what, the best thing that for this country is for me to get the head of this snally guest. Yeah, I, mean, I just love that. I love that. Also collect the reward. Imagine, imagine Joe Biden coming on the press conference tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> tomorrow. And saying, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done hearing all these terrible, scary Bigfoot accounts. It's terrorizing people. I'm going to kill Bigfoot. I'm the president. I've got all the resources in the world. I'm going to get him. I mean, just imagine that, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but you know what? Uh, uh, Teddy was a Teddy was a crazy fella. Teddy was, and his awesome. daughter his daughter was a badass too. Uh, yeah, well, Teddy's, I mean, not many people, not many people are standing up, giving a speech and take a bullet and finish the speech out. Not only just finish the speech out, but say something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing here, but you think a bullet. Justin. Well, folks. I do believe Justin is having some technical issues here. Maybe an internet malfunction. I'm not sure. (sighs) If we had commercials, I'd go to a commercial break. But, you know, just buy what you want to, I guess. This is just me feeling airtime while Justin gets his shit straight, gets his life together. Oh, man. 
Well, it's definitely just me now. If you're just listening in, Justin has left the meeting. He's the host of the meeting, so not sure how I'm still here, but I am. Um, I'm just assuming Justin's going to edit all this out, so you guys probably won't hear this craziness. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we got something going here. Justin Kaiser is the host now. He was always the host. I don't understand. I'm still recording. I don't know what he wants to do here. I see the Justin Kaiser J, folks. If you're on if you're on YouTube, you're gonna see this, but Well, I guess he's still going to be a minute, folks. So, anyway, the Snally Gaster was what he was talking about. Um, I know where he's going to go. Where he's going to go next? I think. I think. But while he's gone, I'll sneak in a couple. Let's see here. It's from the same list he has. Let me go right here. Hey, he's back. And I'm back. Hey, Justin, I kept talking the whole time. Good. Good. I'm glad. That's really, really good of you. Yeah, I kept talking that's... the whole time. It was all nonsense. Well, that's fine. That's what we talked about But I kept anyway. talking the whole time. Well, that's great. I started what? to do a, another cryptid while you were gone because I didn't know if he's coming back. Hey, way to hold it down. Way to hold it down. I actually have no idea what happened. Uh, because my phone never showed the Wi-Fi going out, and actually my computer never actually showed the Wi-Fi going out. But that's what Zoom told me. So I don't mm. know. But I'm back anyway. Regardless, we're back. We're back in it. We're back in it. <laughs> we're back first. So just uh, keep going with what you were talking about, and I'll jump in. Oh, uh, well, I just picked a random one. Um, just because I thought it was funny. Uh, still on topic is the sheep squatch. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> also known as the white thing, it is a woolly-haired cryptid reported across numerous counties in West Virginia. Surprise, surprise! Predominantly within the southwestern region of the state, you know, our corner. Yeah, yeah. The counties with the most sightings are Boone. Canal, I can never say that. Kanawha, Putnam, Mason, with a surge in sightings taking place in Boone County during the 1990s. So as recently as the 1990s. It is described as being a quadruped about the size of a bear with entirely white wool-like fur it has a long and pointed head, similar to a dog, but with long saber-like teeth and a single pint set of horns, not dissimilar from those found on a young goat. Its forelimbs end in pole-like hands, similar to those of a raccoon, but larger, while its tail 
is long and hairless like that of an opossum. Smells like sulfur. Uh, which has been attributed through folklore to the beast being born within the TNT area in Mason County, like one of the Mothman theories. So this is not likely, and instead maybe a musk scent gland similar to those found in many species in the order of carnivora, such as weasels and skunks. Well, there you go. So it just has stink glands. Uh, yeah, they just stink. Yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine, I mean, you've got dogs, right? Oh, well, imagine, well, I'm sure at some point throughout your life, you've had a dog, right? Yes. Okay. So, you know, if you have outside dogs and they're not getting bathed they're not, or they're, they don't like water and they're running around, you know, after a while, just your dog starts stinking really bad. Now imagine they're out in the wilderness, in the woods, fending for themselves all the time and, and try actually trying to stay hidden from people. They're probably going to stink. Yeah. I would imagine almost anything that lives in the wilderness and doesn't have access to soap is going to stink. Well, I imagine this thing is, Completely fictitious. <laughs> uh, no, that's the sheep squatch. That that's that's a real thing, bro. That's a real thing. Yeah. You can't underestimate the sheep squatch. I okay. think I can. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're a crypt. You're a monster hunter. Okay, what are you going to do when you're out there and you run across one of these things? You're just going to tell it, "Hey, I don't believe in you." Uh, you gotta go away. Listen, if the crew mountain monsters couldn't catch it, nobody. Y'all just watch that. Um, I don't know, but that thing is <laughs> that thing is scary looking. Is that Check that thing out. I, got? I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. why did they say it was a quadruped? It's standing on two legs. It looks bipedal to me. I don't know. That's a crazy picture. It's scary looking. <laughs> that is a scary looking thing. Oh, God. What do I do? Um, okay. Now we're going to talk about one. Were you done with your sheep squatch? Oh, gosh. I can't get over the whirling wimpus, dude. That's my favorite. That is my favorite. I was just thinking about him. <laughs> That's my favorite all time cryptid, period. The whirling wimpus. I mean, that's <laughs> Jeez. a now. spinning Tasmanian devil maple syrup. It's not a Tasmanian devil. Those are real. Oh yeah. Well, no, not like I'm. I'm talking like <laughs> Looney Tunes Tasmanian devil. You know that Tasmanian devil. How do you spell Looney Tunes? L, uh, well, this is a Mandela effect kind of thing, okay? Because I remember as a kid it being spelled. How's it spelled now? 
I don't know whichever way it goes because I remember I was looking the other day and I was like, that's not right. That's not what I remember from when I was a kid. L O O N Y N E Y. I thought it was N E Y, but I think it's N Y. What? I'm looking this up. <laughs> I got to look this up. Oh, and just uh, just a uh, bravo to this bait pen. It's finally working. Cool. It's not nicotine, just you know. <laughs> I didn't think for one moment <laughs> that it would be. So, uh, grape ape flavor. Okay. So. Uh, come on with it. Come on with it. I, think I don't know. This is saying, this is saying a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm falling into a rabbit hole literally right now. Anyway, I remember when I was a kid. Okay. Apparently Warner brother or whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's Warner brothers has said that Looney Tunes has always been spelled L-O-O-N-E-Y-T-U-N-E-S, okay? But I specifically... That doesn't even make any sense. That makes zero sense why it would be spelled T-U-N-E-S. I mean, it's not a bunch of songs. It's not a bunch of music, okay? It's a cartoon. I specifically remember as a kid it being spelled L-O-O-N-E-Y... T O O N S Looney Tunes. Yeah. But apparently not. Apparently no, not. T U N E S. The whole time. But there's a lot of stuff like that, that whole Mandela effect kind of deal. Well, it used to be T O O N S before whatever guy went back in time decided Mandela wasn't going to die. Something happened. Something happened. Something happened that. Okay. <clears throat> this. <laughs> all right. We're so, supposed to be having fun on this one. <laughs> we are having fun. This is fun. This is fun for us. It's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's still fun for everybody. I mean, you guys it, are having fun, damn it. People, <laughs> keep listening. <laughs> people are listening to all the other episodes, so it don't matter. They're, <laughs> they're in it. They, they love it. Here's the thing, dude. Here's what I'm starting to really, really um, kind of dive into and, and have a full belief <laughs> in. Okay? I'm starting to get this. I'm starting to believe that reality. Okay? Rea- and, and I'm not trying to throw out any kind of, I'm not talking any specific theory or anything like that. Okay, I'm trying to say that I'm starting to believe in a way that whatever Ryan believes, now to a certain extent, (laughs) I'm talking about like visual perception, okay? Not like, you know, basic truth, you know, biological truth, um, you know, my truth that I have in my faith. What are you doing? My wife just came in. 
That's my wife, everybody. Well, she's blurry. <laughs> That's a shout Thank out, you, to honey. Our, That's a shout out to our uh, one of my favorite podcasts out there, Blurry Creatures. We just had a blurry creature <laughs> sighting on <laughs> on our podcast. I'm not going to call my wife Sasquatch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, getting back to to what I was saying. I'm starting to really, really, really believe that as far as your visual perception, okay, the things that that you can touch, see, smell, feel, you know, all these different things here is pretty much based on what you believe. Does that make sense? Like your perception of reality is your reality. It kind of goes into the whole, you know, paranormal, cryptid side of all this stuff, okay? Because I, I've been listening to some stories recently of people that will go into certain things with this intent, okay? This intent to to see or witness, you know, whatever. And it happens. And sometimes it's really, really specific intents, you know, a specific intention. And these certain specifics will happen. Almost like these people are manifesting their their own reality. And I know that, that sounds extremely crazy. But I think there's a lot of evidence out there that says that may be the case. Now, like I said, there's certain truths, you know, biological truth. There, there, there's certain things there that I don't think can just be, you know, not trying to offend anybody out there. But if you believe that you're a dog, that doesn't make you a dog. You know what I mean? That's that's not a a change of reality that you can control. But... I believe if you go into a situation that you're trying to do paranormal research and you go in absolutely shut down, closed-minded, not believing at all, you're not going to experience anything. I firmly believe that. So I know that's a little different than the whole Mandela effect thing, but it just triggered it just triggered me thinking about that. What's your what's your thoughts on that? And I won't say anything because I'm not going into it open-minded enough to expect that I'm, you know, all right, come on out if you're there. I'm not specifically <laughs> saying you. I'm just talking about. <laughs> well, you know, that's anybody. what I'm well, saying. I'm using myself as an example. Right, yeah, but there are people like you are a major skeptic. But you're an open-minded skeptic. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're totally closed-minded and it's just absolutely no belief in this period at all, I don't think you're going to see anything. I don't think you're going to experience anything. I don't think that you're going to be able to uh, have any of these experiences if you're totally shut off to it. But I also believe that People that seek it, if you seek it enough, whatever it is, you'll find it eventually. It may not be 
concrete evidence and proof and, you know, captured on video or whatever, but you'll find it. Well, I've already decided I'm going to uh, shout out to Maverick again. I'm going to let him be my guru. (laughs) But I'm going to do the same thing he did around his place and see if we can't get the same results around here. (laughs) Dude, we already, uh, this is dark and bloody ground, my friend. You start doing some of that stuff. You start doing some of that stuff here. I mean, it's hard telling. It's hard telling what you're going to have. Going on, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but anyway, just, that was a little. You know what I was going to say. Um, and with being open-minded, the way I like to think about it is, you know, at one point in time, the greatest minds in the world thought the Earth was flat. You know, the if you go too far, you just you're gone. You just fall off the other side. Some of the greatest minds in the world still mm-hmm. think that. And then we no, they are. They need help. They they need medicine and therapy. Um, I'm bringing on Dave Weiss. Dave Weiss, possibly I'm coming, coming for po- you. Possibly a globe. You know, <laughs> what was it the flat earthers put on? on we've got we've got day? we've got members all across the globe. Yeah, we've got members all across the globe. NASA Read quoted. what the hell you just put. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, I'm, that's what I'm saying. At one point in time, they thought the atom was the smallest thing. Of course, you know, they open that and all this stuff comes out. And, you know, it's okay to keep an open mind and learn all the time. Yeah, absolutely. We're never, we, we're never too old to learn anything. No. Oh. Well, I mean... Maybe like sh- MMA or some shit. Like every like seventy, I don't, I don't freaking recommend that. Well, well, you can still commentate it. You can still sit ringside or octagon side I'm and sit there and commentate. You know, yeah, you can commentate I mean, all the technicality. Unless Dana White puts in a senior league or something, that that'd be awesome. I would no. watch that. I would some of those, watch that. Are you kidding me? Some of those old dudes can really probably throw down. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, there's certain people in the world that if you told me I could step inside the octagon and and fight, I'd start training today. Okay, <laughs> never too old for certain people. <clears throat> but no, man. I mean, that's that's a it's a weird thing. It's a, it's a really weird area and avenue when you start talking about reality and perception. And, you know, a, a lot of the things that we've been discussing recently, it's, it's weird, man. It's, it's a really weird, and there's so many differing opinions out there, you know, as far as that. Just, just take this, for instance. The human eye, the human eye, and I was actually, I was on the phone with Maverick. We, we might as well just, we should have just brought Maverick onto this episode. We've talked <laughs> yeah. about him. We've talked about him enough. It's 18 shout-outs already, Maverick. 18 shout-outs, Maverick. <laughs> but I was talking to Maverick on the phone the other night, and we were talking a little bit about this then. <clears throat> you know, the human eye can only take in or, or, or can only actually see 1% of the light spectrum that's out there. 
Okay, meaning that there's 99% of this spectrum that your eyes and brain physically just cannot take in and and, and make it all work. All well, right. I think, unless I'm getting this backwards, I think humans see on two spectrum. Yeah. Birds on three. Yeah. Fish and like... Uh, what would they be? Crustaceans, crabs, things like that. They can see crazy lights, but sorry about that. But I but think no. yeah, we see on two. We see on two spectrums, and that's it. Well, that's like ultraviolet. You yeah. know, with certain technologies, we can see ultraviolet rays, but we can't see them with the naked eye because we that that's part of that ninety nine percent of the the light spectrum out there that we just, we cannot see, you know, we're, we're not wired to see that, but we can see it with technology. So that, you know, what if we are just a technological advancement away from seeing a lot of things that we're sitting here talking about right now as a possibility, but have actually been out there the whole time. We just aren't wired to see it. Well, we Except kinda, for we, these little glitches every now and then. We kind of do with like FLIR, uh, night vision, um, uh, infrared, things like that. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about even the whole paranormal side of it. Not just, I mean, I know this is a, 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 a JV cryptid episode, <laughs> but even the paranormal side of it. You know, what if we're just a you know, some kind of technological advancement away that, that keeps digging into that light spectrum realm of maybe seeing a lot of stuff we were never intended to see for a reason. <laughs> I mean, maybe some stuff that may scare us absolutely to death. Like, no, take these goggles off. Take these goggles I don't want them. I don't want them anymore. That's like me when I put Connor's, uh, VR goggles on and start playing these games about five minutes in when I'm about ready to throw up everywhere. I'm like, take these off. I can't take it anymore. Oh man. I played that VR on a uh, PlayStation and it was these fighter jet things. It was, uh, it was the way it had you is almost like you could feel the freaking G forces behind it. The craziness with that stuff. Oh yeah. But, they're nuts. They're you know, nuts. It's, it's, <clears throat> I don't think we're that far off from what you're talking about. I don't think we are either. I don't think that we are. I think, well, I think actually probably the technology is already there. We already have technology that can see. and It just hasn't been made public. Well, it has. Because I mean, they show these things. But, um I have to start Googling because I cannot think of a damn thing I'm trying to say right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I I think it is public. I mean, I'm not going to try to name them off. I will at work. I will. It'll hit me. We won't be recording, but I mean. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You can make, you can make your point just to me. I, 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 I trust you'll do that. And then next episode, we will make we'll sure talk to about it. I made that in. <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. Your okay. 
Sorry about the dog again, guys. I don't know what his deal has been in the last couple episodes, but uh, he really decides that he's going to start barking as soon as we start recording. We're conjuring up the, oh, man, you know what I just thought? Did you see that smoke rising? It's over here. (laughs) Ectoplasm. you see the face coming out in it. Yeah, it's ectoplasm. Dude, that would be nuts. If if we were just sitting there, then all of a sudden, that would be crazy. (laughs) All right, the last one we're getting into. Last JV cryptid, and and I don't. Re- this is should a have less- known you were saving him for last. This is a lesser known cryptid, okay? But I don't put him in a JV second string category at all because, well, all right, I, I have my this own beliefs. I have my own beliefs on it, and if y'all have listened to this show and followed it enough. You already know where I'm going to be going with this. But this last one is the Goat Man. Okay? And the Goat Man is a humanoid cryptid most commonly associated with Louisiana, Maryland, and Texas. It is described as a seven-foot-tall hybrid creature, part man and part goat. Some claim it is a relative of the New Orleans evil chupacabra-like cryptid, the Grunch. The urban legends of them often tells of it killing young couples in parked cars or scouring neighborhoods killing family pets. There are also tales of them breaking into people's houses and raping its victims. And many attest from the areas that he haunts, it does not matter if you're a man or a woman, he will overtake you and rape you nonetheless. So really, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your husband. You're Don't a mean man. one, Mr. Grunch. <laughs> How long, God, he ain't got no how long are you sitting back waiting to do that? Can you stop talking? I was like, oh shit, oh shit, I've got jittery. I was like, please hurry, please hurry. Like, I had to pee. I'm going to nail this oh, joke. Oh, when, when scared teenagers whisper about Goat Man, not all agree on the form he takes. Some say he was a man who kept goats and went mad after teenagers killed his flock, driven to seek revenge against any youngster. But perhaps the most titillating version traces the origin of Goatman to the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center, a sprawling USDA facility anchored by a big brick building appointed with white columns. In this version, a mad scientist is is conducting (laughs) experiments on a goat when something goes horribly wrong, turning him into a half-man, half-goat beast that is naturally hungry for blood. That's the worst superhero. <laughs> That's the worst superhero in history. Like, this is a superhero <laughs> This is a superhero origin story, okay? This mad scientist. About some dude having sex with a goat. <laughs> What is this? What is this? The Taliban? <laughs> Lord, we apologize. The Taliban, <laughs> Superman, Goat Man. Like, could you imagine the Avengers show up? You've got Iron Man, you've got Thor, you've got <laughs> Captain America, you've got Hawkeye, you've got Hulk, and then who's this guy? <laughs> oh, I'm uh, Goat Man. <laughs> I mean, what? what kind of superhero is that? Oh, God. Anyway, going on from that, 
he may not be as famous as his cryptid cousins, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, but Goatman has a devoted following. The stories began surfacing a, quote, long, long, long time ago, according, that's pretty scientific right there, according to Dr. Barry Pearson, a folklorist at the University of Maryland, which happens to be in Prince George County and is home to a Goatman archive. Now here, everything that I just read is hogwash, in my opinion. This is where we really start getting it, this, this last sentence. The earliest sightings date back to 520 BCE as the satyrs of Greek mythology who held an almost identical role despite 3,000 years. That's where we're getting in. The specific one that I want to talk about is one called the Pope Lick Monster. The Pope Lick Monster is a legendary part man, part goat, and part sheep. I don't know how you tell the difference between a, a goat and a sheep whenever, I mean... It has ram's horns sometimes and just pointy horns other times. I don't know. Uh, reported to live beneath a Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle over Floyd's Fork Creek in the Fisherville area of Louisville, Kentucky. In most accounts, the Pope Lick Monster, named after the Pope Lick Creek below the Pope Lick train trestle, appears as a human-goat hybrid with the grotesquely deformed body of a man. It has powerful fur-covered goat legs an alabaster skinned face with an aquiline nose and wide set eyes. Short, sharp horns protrude from the forehead, nestled in long, greasy hair that match the color of the fur on the legs. Okay, so this one's been seen uh, in and around Louisville, Virginia. Here's a, uh, I mean, yeah, Louisville, Kentucky, shoot, sorry, not Virginia. <laughs> There's a nice little picture of that dude. Looks pretty fit. Looks pretty fit. Yeah. But now this is about the 77th episode in a row that we've talked about a horned being that has been observed in the woods, has been witnessed, accounted, and even with that, there's some history behind it relating it back to the Greek satyrs around 520 BCE. So, we all know my theory on horned deities that are, you know, in charge of some things in the woods, in nature have a following and uh are pretty much the uh well so, the power the power principality that I think in, in in my theory now that I think most of the things that we talk about answer to. Yeah he's in charge. Yeah. And we're talking <laughs> whatever you want to call him. Pan, Pan, the Pan, Green Man, the Green Man, Sir Nunos, the Goat Man. <laughs> I mean, dude, you look at every look, look at every single culture, every one of them. No, satyrs. Um, well, even Egyptian mythology, 
a lot of these deities are horned gods, small g gods. A lot of them are horned. Look at almost every single culture, every religion, polytheistic religion, and you'll find at least one horned small g god. Okay? And the majority of the times, or the majority of the time, they are a nature, woodland, you know, this kind of all-in-one with 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 nature and all that's in it deity, okay? A lot of times they're described as having the same mannerisms, having the same, um, not, a, not agenda, uh, how, how do I put it? Just the same kind of, if you're looking at descriptions of these things, like behavior, personality, mannerisms, you know, a lot of these things, a lot of times they, they kind of match up. They kind of match up. Yeah. No matter where you go throughout history, whether you go ancient, ancient Babylon, Sumeria, Egypt, Rome, Greece, Native America, uh, the Nordic culture and belief system in that area. I mean, almost anywhere that you go all throughout history, there is this same type of horned small G God that people worship. And the crazy thing is, it's still going on today. And the even crazier thing is, it's still going on today in our area. It's... It, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. It's nuts. And of course, we know in this area, mostly is uh, of the Protestant faith religion. We know that in this area, if you were to tell somebody, I walked into the woods and I seen this this horned being that was half man, half goat, and had horns sticking out of his head. And there were these little uh, these little spirit things all around it. And it was controlling right. it was controlling the, the weather and it was making the trees move and it was doing that. It was doing this. People around here would say, That is the devil. That's the yeah. devil. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like Bobby Boucher's mama. That's yeah, you stay away from them woods because the woods says, is, the, is the devil. That is the devil. But, but. <laughs> here, I mean, you know, I, of course, I've spoke my faith enough on this, and it all goes back into that. What if it is? Yeah. What if it is that? What if it's Lucifer? What if it's Satan? What if it's, and all throughout history, or, or, you know, or a, uh, Prince too, you know whatever. There's a there's a ton of names out there for a lot of the minions of Satan that I don't even really want to jump in here and start mentioning because yeah, we don't I, even bring any names. There's up. there's power in a name, I believe. So I don't know, man. It's just crazy. It's crazy. 
that all throughout history, you keep seeing the same thing. So to me, just to make, you know, to wrap it all together into one neat little package and bundle it up, I believe that Goatman is probably this same thing or some version of it or some uh, minion of. That's just me. That's me. Yeah. And maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe it could I'm, just be Pan. Yeah, could be. It could be. It's crazy, it's like man. When, it's like when everybody left the room today when we were at work. And we just thought the rapture happened and we both had it wrong. Like, oh, <laughs> man. <Yeah. laughs> Damn it. We're in purgatory. I was wrong. Ryan was wrong. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to hell with me. It's a crazy... <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a crazy thing, man. I mean, you start... You start looking into these things and, and you start looking into topics that you think are just totally and completely different and don't have any connections to anything that you've been talking about yet. There's always some kind of connections going on to make, you know, always. And to me, that's just, it's, that's what makes this so fun for me. You know, of course, I love the conversation. I love talking to people. But what makes this so much fun is diving into some of the research and checking some of this stuff this stuff out and being like, oh, snap, this connects to, A, either something we've previously talked about or something we plan on talking about, or B, something that connects in our own lives like something that we've known or seen, but just never put two and two together. That's yeah. what I love about this whole thing. And, you know, we, I never dreamed that we would, this is the path that we would go down when we started this thing. We was just trying to have good conversation about whatever. Yeah. It always ties back. But like I said, previous conversations, Go off the Bible when it's discussed in the Nephilim. I think those are the old gods, the old world. I think all those other things were real. That's why the Ten Commandments says no other God before me and everything else. Um, well, we know, and, and, and producer Lance, you know, he's come on here and done an episode, and he has a little different viewpoint and belief than even I do on the whole thing. I'm with you. I think that <clears throat> I think that the Nephilim were the the offspring of fallen angels that you know God banished from heaven because of the war in heaven when Lucifer turned a third of the angels against God. Well, see, uh, I I do not think the Nephilim were the product of those angels and humans. You don't? No, no. Lant, producer Lance sold me. He sold you on that one. Sold yeah. you on it. When it says they were there before and mm -hmm. after yeah. the sin of man well, or the flood, whatever it's talking about. When he said he believes the Nephilim were there before any of this took place, so it, they couldn't be the product of the fallen angels in the 
daughters of men. Well, even if we're just talking, even if we're just talking the fallen angels, you know, if you have a belief in this, in this, if, if you believe the Bible for what it says, if you just throw the Nephilim all the way and completely out, because, you know, we know the Nephilim, the Bible says they were mighty men of renown. Okay, so even if you throw the Nephilim completely out of the, the way, we still, the Bible tells us that fallen angels were here on the earth. You know, they were cast out, cast down to the earth. So even if you just take that and and throw the Nephilim completely out of the the situation, these fallen angels who were cast out of heaven because they rebelled against God, what's the first thing that they're going to try to do on earth? They're going to try to show that, okay, well, if we can't be gods up there, we're going to do it here. I'm going to make these people worship me. I'm going to, I'm going to pass this secret knowledge or these technologies or, you know, whatever is going on in the heavenly realm. I'm going to pass this on to the people here on earth. I'm going to make them believe that I'm a God. They're going to worship me. I want to teach them how I think when you look into the ancient alien stuff, I think these guys and, and the ties and connections that they're making, they have the right idea, just kind of the wrong background. And, but I mean, if we have angels coming from a heavenly realm and that heavenly realm, you know, would that not make them extraterrestrial? Yeah. So maybe they're not that far off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that in almost every single culture, every religion, every civilization throughout history, you have similar stories. You have similar characters. You have similar gods, goddesses, you know, all this different stuff. And in a lot of the accounts, these things are just, <laughs> these gods, gosses are wicked. I mean, they're just wicked. You know, they're, they're teaching all this technology and stuff. You're, or they're giving these, these culture and, and these shifting different things. But the relationship with humankind is not good. It's not really good at all. It's a whole lot of bad that comes from it. So that's my viewpoint. I think when you look at, say, just take Greek mythology, for instance, and you start talking all these different gods and goddesses, you know, and everything that they taught them and, or, or say ancient Egypt, you know, and the building of the pyramids, you know, we taught, you know, these gods, small G God, fallen angels, taught this civilization to make these pyramids. I don't think that there's, I don't think that it's just a coincidence that there were pyramids built around the same time frame in history in Egypt, in China, in South America. And if you believe some of the stuff in North America, I mean, there were pyramids being built all around the globe at all approximately the same t or around the same approximate time in history. I don't think that's just a coincidence. And I know they weren't calling each other up on their cell phones or pulling up zoom and saying, 
hey guys, this is what we're doing. We're going to share this with you. Come over to this university and check. Blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't think that's how it went. <laughs> you don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we heard we heard producer Lance say that they probably had Zoom pre-flood. So the Flintstones had telephones. Yeah, but anyway, I digress. We went on a really long off course, but I think that's all important stuff too. I think it's all, you know, if, if you're talking about the beginning of creation and this belief in these fallen angels, which, you know, demons, and you're talking the spiritual realm. That's, that's the dark. That's the evil. That's, that's your demons to the, to the good. You know, that's the, the yin to the yang. That's, you know, the Sith to the Jedi, however you want to put it, that's the dark to the light, however you want to shake it. So I think if you look at it through that perspective, then you can tie a lot of things to that. I mean, you know, if, if we began, you know, right after creation in this one way track, of we that, that there was already a force there that was trying to manipulate things to fit their agenda and their ideas and their hatred for God and the children of God. That's a rough way to start. And it yeah. could be a reason for a lot of the bad that we see today and have always seen all throughout history. Just saying, that's a possibility. Yeah. It's true. All right, man. Well, I think this was good. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, I did a lot of rambling when you were gone earlier. So good. That's fine. You just have to go over it. I'm just going to post it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I got a couple of jokes in. I can't really remember what went on. <laughs> it was my fault. I, I got kicked off, so I left you solo. You handled it. That's all. That's all you can do. It was uh, it was spur of the moment thing. Uh, uh, what I do? What I do? I'm not really sure what to do with my hands right now. I don't now. know what to do with my hands. Could <laughs> do real good. Could do real good. All right, man. I thought this was a really good episode. We got to talk about some cryptids that uh, aren't normally talked about. We got to throw in some some uh, as a, what I like to call brain vomit when just whatever yeah. hits your. Whatever hits your brain, just boom, here yeah. it is. So but uh, you got anything else? We'll close this. We'll bring this thing to an end. No, man. i uh, just uh, excited about some upcoming shows. We're hoping, paying out. Not going to say anything now because I don't want to say it and then it don't happen. Jinx it and I'll be pissing myself. Yeah. But hopefully these things work out. And I think it's going to be really i'm really excited about it i want it to work i can't wait yeah man guys listen y'all out there in the audience we are well first off we're working our butts off every single day <laughs> you know and and more in the and we're when not, we're not doing that we're podcasting yeah we're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real we're not big well, not even getting into all that, but we're constantly looking for guests, talking to people, you know, building relationships through this this thing that we're doing here. 
And we really, I mean, guys, honestly, we have some big, big, big plans and some really awesome things that are on the horizon that I think are just going to be awesome. So stick around, let people know about it, because I'm telling you guys, this is just going to keep getting better and better and better. I promise it's going to keep getting better. So keep tuning in, keep checking it out. For all of you that do share the show, that leave the reviews and the ratings, that comment on YouTube, uh, that check in and, 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 you know, talk with us on our social media and email us, you know, for all you people, we love you. We love you. And we appreciate, we appreciate all that you do. And for all of you that haven't yet, the potential's there. You can do it. Just a few strokes of a key or a, a simple word to a friend to say, hey, check these idiots at Appalachian Intelligence out <laughs> because uh, they're a good time. If nothing else, they're a good time. It's a shit ton of useless information, but they're funny. <laughs> well, you're funny. <laughs> I just, just laugh a lot. Your face is funny, though. So that... <laughs> But no, guys, we appreciate everything y'all do. Keep sharing the show. Check uh, check us out on social media. Uh, the links of that, again, will be in the show notes. You can support the show. There's a support the show link also in the show notes. Subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to see the video version better and look at these beautiful faces instead of just these sultry voices, you can check that out and keep tuning in because big mm-hmm. things are coming big things big things ryan i love you bro love you man have fun at work tomorrow yeah yeah you have fun on the roof too yeah guys it'll be a blast oh i'm sure it will be i'm sure it will be guys we hope you enjoy this one big things coming stay tuned subscribe like rate review share boom simple as that and then just have a happy life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You put that on top of it too. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. We'll see y'all, see later. y'all later.